You're listening to the 12th Region Sports Podcast. PBK Bank has locations in Stanford, Danville, Mount Vernon, Junction City, and Houstonville. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. The People's Bank since 1906. PBKBank.com. Show starts in three, two, one. Alright guys, welcome back to this week's episode of the 12th Region Sports Podcast. I am joined by my normal co-host, Mr. Zach Cooley and Chris Hazlett. Guys, uh, Chris, well, you, you're always doing something when we're doing the podcast. I don't know what you're doing, but... Always pedaling in the garage. There's always something to pick up. <laughs> He's always picking up something and, and Zach's eating some grippos and some nachos on it. Man, that's, that did look good. I wish I had some, but I, I was just, that was just a picture. I don't really have them. <laughs> Oh, so it wasn't. I thought that might be something at the bowling alley or something. No, unfortunately, no. But I, I would take some of that right now. Well, I mean, that's something we could we could put on the menu at the bowling alley. You bring that's the grippos. I got the chili and cheese. Let's get it. Well, we'll do it. <laughs> at least let me try it first before you put it on the menu. That's fine. All right, guys, we're going to talk a little bit. Three things I want to touch base on for this week coming up. Uh, we want to congratulate the Bull Canyon Lady Rebels soccer team actually advancing to the Elite Eight of the KHSA State Tournament this week. So uh, I think the Lady Rebels defeated Madison Central 2-0 to zero last night. So um, they're going to end up playing the winner of Prestonburg and Russell County – or Russell, sorry, not Russell County. Russell on Thursday. So I, I think those two teams are playing tonight. So – now, that's going to be a big accomplishment. I think that's probably maybe, other than the West Chessman girls, that might be the furthest another 12th region team in soccer has made it to the lead eight in a while. So That's a big win. Yes. Congrats to them. They got, a, uh, they, got, they got a fine little soccer player, number 22, on there, if you're not familiar. And uh, just so we know here, they will be playing at Russell. Looks like Russell oh. will be Prestonsburg tonight, 8-2. to two. Okay, so it's at Russell. Okay, so there you go. At Russell, Russell did defeat Prestonsburg tonight. All right, so that's, I mean, that's a, that, where is Russell? Is Russell in western Kentucky? That's like east, uh, east. around Ashland area. Oh, okay. Yeah, 16th region, I think. Um, hey, looking at this, man, they got, they got some scores. They got one, two, three, four, four girls who have scored at least 20 or more goals. Yeah. And they've got one, two, three. Three more who has scored ten or more, so yeah, that pretty pretty well rounded scoring team. Yeah, I went and watched I went and watched the game last night against Madison uh, Central, and you know I think that's probably the first time I've been to a soccer game in uh, quite a while. But uh, something else I wanted to, to bring up is, is Kenny's actually releasing his episode three of the Kenny's Corner that will debut on Saturday at twelve o'clock. So. This is actually with Kennedy Creekmore from McCurry Central uh, Lady Raiders. And, and let me tell you guys this. When this comes out, it's going to be 
you guys got to watch this because uh, I was there firsthand to watch the, the behind the scenes film of this. So uh, Kenny got the best of them. Let's put it that way. Kennedy's actually signed on to play collegiate basketball at Johnson University. So, you know, see what, uh, where she came from and what her playing background is and uh, see Kenny maybe go, uh, was it one and three, one and two? He gets smoked in anything he does against the high school <laughs> kids. That's for sure. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, high school basketball officially started this week. So, you know, uh, 12 sports is lined up for another prep series as well. So, and I think Kenny and Lee are getting that together, lined up with her. I think you're going to do boys and girls. They're probably going to do maybe three to five teams total, I think, between both teams. So um, hopefully that's going to come out within the next month or so. I think probably they're going to get started next couple of weeks. So that'll be something to watch out for, for sure. Um, but, guys, let's go and let's go and recap this past week's high school football game. So let's start with our highlight game of the week. Now, you know, West Jessman and East Jessman. This, I think, you know, Kenny has pretty much set it all together. This has been probably the most – uh, competitive and best game that we've been to so far this year. Um, it, you know, it, at halftime ended up being fourteen to fourteen, and it was back and forth. And and Coach Marsh told us before the game that you know East Jessman, you know, three of their four games, and I think you did mention it too, Zach, as well. Yeah. That their you know three of their four losses have been one possession games, and you know we all thought we all sometimes we like to look at the records, but seeing East Jessman play in person. It you know that's very very much records don't prove how much how good they are. Yeah, I mean, what do you talk th- about? What do you think about that? Uh, we talked about it. I mean, and then we went down the list last week. There was you know going into that game, they they had you know two two only two games that were completely out of hand: a forty three to two loss to Henry County and a thirty six six loss to Madison Southern. And every other game that they had could have went their direction. And and yeah. like we say, we, you you get caught up in records going into that game but i think we all hit the nail on the head that it was a, a really good football game and what we anticipated and, and, and it didn't let us down i mean it was exciting to the to the you know that field goal there at the end and you know don't count east out i mean i mean they're, they can still hang around and, and and win some football games i think they've found their stride and, and you know and don't let the record fool you the coach bowling's got a good thing going and I, you, you can get lost in their record but uh, go in the right direction. I know, Chris, you mentioned also as well that the quarterback from, from West Jespin is somebody that we should look out for. And our player of the week, actually our player to watch this week, was actually the kicker from West Jespin who ended up making the field, winning field goal kick. So, you know, I thought that was pretty interesting. West Jespin and East Jespin, they both started out, you know, 7-7 seven to seven and 14-14 to 14 going into the second quarter. The actual, the actual halftime score was 14-14, but – at the end of the at the end of the second quarter, actually, uh, Gabriel Smith actually got injured um, for two. I think it was two trips, two two possessions before uh, the end of the half, and he went out with a with a soldier injury. We thought, um, you know, he was down the field for probably maybe five minutes or so, and their backup quarterback came in, and he ended up throwing a pick six to who ended up was, was the East Jespin quarterback Dante Parker Morton. He ended up taking a hundred yard. Uh, pick six to the house, tied up fourteen to fourteen, um, and then you know third quarter was back and forth. You know West ended up scoring first. Gabriel Smith came back in the game, so uh, mm-hmm. you know, they, West ended up scoring first. And then the biggest turn of events with the end, you know, Dante Parker Morton was trying the whole game to go to Isaac Johnson, and he just could, didn't seem like he could eventually get you know that that long ball throw to him. But eventually, in the in, in the fourth quarter, he ended up getting it, and East Jessman ended up scoring with it was 21 
it was 21 to 20. And then that was the part of the, of the recording where you saw Kenny and Lee talk about, you know, what, what can you do here? What should you do here? And East decided to go for the win. So they ended up doing a two-point conversion and getting it. Yeah. I think it would end up being with like 50-some seconds to go. And, of course, West had two timeouts, and they, you know, threw it down the field and ended up kicking that field goal, which ended up being, it looked like, from where my point of view was, it was inches over the bar. That type of atmosphere, the West and East Jasmine atmosphere is just so, you know, it, it's almost like a Lincoln Boyle basketball rivalry. It is, and and you like to talk about. You can throw the records out the window. That that game brings the whole town into it. I mean, the place is electric. It, it's, you know, it's a, it's a fun atmosphere to be in. Uh, one of the best rivalries that we've got in, as 12th region. Um, mm-hmm. But when you when you dig down into it and talk about the game, you know, it's 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 two studs on each team with Gabriel Smith and Dante Parker Morton. Uh, right. And and you know, and it was the show for those two. It just seems at the end of the day, uh, West had a you know, West had somebody else step up that, you know, East didn't. And, um, and that would go to, uh, Welch from, uh, West Jessman. He, he stepped mm-hmm. up and helped Gabe Smith there for 14 rushes for 112 yards. Um, kind of took the load off of Gabriel Smith a little bit there. And, and, you know, I don't think Dante Parker Morton had that extra help, but man, that was, a, that was fun to watch. That, that was a great football game. I, enjoy, I always enjoy going to East West games, you know, the, you know, the people are, are nice and kind up there, especially, me being from West or not being from West Jasmine, but you know, being in that family for quite a while, um, it's always interesting to go up there. Let's let's jump to the next game. Uh, Mercer County defeated Casey County thirty-four to twenty-one, which Zach I thought was a surprising, uh, a surprising score. I I didn't think you know Mercer County would do thirty-four to twenty-one at Casey County, but you know you know the Titans are rolling right now. They are, um, and. Casey came back a little bit in that game. I kept up with it and actually found a link to watch it online. Mercer got up to a to a pretty sizable lead there, and Casey fought back a little bit late. And um, you know, and and I don't I, that might be a matchup we you know of two teams that that might win a game or two or more possibly yeah. more in the playoffs when you, when you get down to it. But um, it just looked like Thaddeus Mays was was a, a different animal uh, for Casey County to keep up with, but Casey did fight back in that ball game and, and, you know, made it, I think it made it look a little closer than it was. Um, you know, and they had some standout as, uh, athletes as well. Um, I know Evan Stevens ran the ball. I saw some uh, carries with him. I mean, he ended up running the ball 19 times for 96 yards and had some big punishing runs and stuff and, uh, you know, kept Casey close. But at the end of the day, uh, Thaddeus Mays and the Titans just too much at this point in time. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think Mercer County right now, you know, they, they've been, you know, pretty pretty top of our rankings for all year long. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think, uh, you know, they they got a good shot here in the next couple of weeks going into the playoffs to, to make a good deep run as well. I was just going to, you know, chime in. You know, I think that Southwestern game they had, you know, a few weeks back mm-hmm. kind of gave them a little reality check there. And they, they clocked back in and went to work and they, they found a way and they fought back. And, I mean, They've got a, you know two games that they're probably going to be favored in uh, with Garrett and Lincoln to finish the season and, and have a great season at nine and one and, and go rolling into the playoffs with an opportunity to make a run and uh, hats off to Coach East. I mean he's got the ball rolling and at this point in time I mean I see him you know making some noise in the playoffs. Yeah, and Chris, we were you're you're just now joining back, but we were talking about Mercer County and Casey County and and how the Mercer County ended up winning thirty four to twenty one. I, I think they started off hot, but you know. Casey lost a lot of pieces last year, a lot of big names. Um, was Willoughby at quarterback? Mm-hmm. Uh, Solomon Stonebreaker following <laughs> his dad. 
they still got a lot of building to do down there, and they're going to be just fine. It's just keeping the game, you know, somewhat close, not getting blown out. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, there's still some work to do in Casey, but I think Levi's got them on the right track. Let's jump a little bit, talk a little about some other scores that happened this Friday night. Pulaski County defeated Harlan County 53-6. to um, Gary County defeated Marion County 41-14. to and, 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 Zach, if I'm not mistaken – does that doesn't that solidify Gary County a, a home playoff game? It does. Gives Gary County locked in, I think, at least a two seat. Gives them a chance to play at home this week against Mercer for at an opportunity at a district championship. Um, I know that's exciting. Um, I know their season didn't start off the way that they wanted to, and and you know way maybe some people in in Lancaster expected, but you know the Golden Lions and Coach Crutchfield, the, they've got the ball rolling uh, toward the end of the season, and you know they've got a chance to. to actually win a district championship but they do that they are locked into a home playoff game for the first time in quite some time so hats off to them just there's there's a lot of opportunities and i know we'll talk talk about them this week uh, there's a lot to still be played for in these districts uh, that we get to and and you know even as we go on down the line here we're talking about garrett mercer uh lincoln still got a little bit to play for with an opportunity of a home uh, playoff game so there's a you know we're starting to know a little bit more going into the playoffs, but there's still some fine tuning and who's going where, who's playing where, and it's and it's going to be an exciting week of football this week as district play wraps up. All right, another game that happened on Friday night: Boyle County and Lincoln County played at Rebel Stadium, and Boyle ended up defeating Lincoln fifty-eight to fourteen. I, I wasn't able to be at this game, so I'm going to give each of you a chance to talk about you know Lincoln on one side with you, Chris, and, and Zach, you with Boyle on the other. So you know, uh, Chris. What did you see from you know from the outtake of this game? I know we ended up fifty eight to fourteen that being the final score, but what was some good things that you saw on both sides of, of the ball for Lincoln County? Oh man, well, uh, game went exactly how I thought it was going to go. Um, even though I picked Lincoln to win, uh, got to stay faithful. But I also said I wasn't no dummy. But and that's the case, you know. Lincoln Lincoln fought hard really hard that first quarter, you know, with it being a 7-7 game. But then the Quisenberry show showed up, and it just didn't. It, it He's a special, <laughs> special athlete. And yeah. I, I don't know what any – I don't know. There's just – I don't know what it's going to take to stop him, mm-hmm. you know. But Lincoln did show signs. Um and we were doing pretty well until Ree Curlis went down again, um, mm. thinking he may have done something with his ACL in his mm. other leg. Um, so he's done for the season possibly. Um, mm. And once that happened, you know, some of our key blocking kind of went down and, yeah. you know, and Bull County capitalized on it. But, you know, Lincoln County showed for a little bit, which now neither, neither team starters played the whole second half. Yeah. So it was fun to get both sides of the young guys. And I think the advantage there was um, Bull County, I think it was it was 12 or 13 to 7 in the second half, which they, they've, they've kind of had some back and forth battles throughout the last couple mm-hmm. of years. But it, it, was, it was really fun getting to watch them young kids really show out on Friday night. Zach, what did you see from Bull County side during that game? Um, you know, but first off, I, I I just want to touch base with Chris on Lincoln. You know, Lincoln came out and you know had that early turnover, um, but I, I, you know Lincoln moved the football there for for 
you know, that drive to, to bounce right back. And, you know, I, I, you know, they did what I thought they would do. Uh, you know, then then Bull got rolling a little bit, and it just it just snowballed from there. I think on Lincoln, Bull's weapon started to to take off, and and you know, once 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 they get going, they can come at you from so many so many angles and so many players on the field, and they they they've got so many players that can score it from any place at any time. You know, and I'm you know, I, but going forward, I think Bull needs. You know, we, I was talking to somebody, you know, it's been quite some time since their starters have played an entire game, maybe yeah. looking back to the LCA, LCA game mm-hmm. early in the season. Now, I know they've had some, some, you know, some battles in the first half, you know, with, you know, Scott County was close for a bit and then Catholic was close until early third quarter. But, you know, they, they haven't had a, you know, a four-quarter game and, you know, I don't know that they'll get it again this week, uh, but I think they will obviously next week at Frederick Douglass, and that's a game I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to. And I'm not writing, you know, the, the game this week with Wayne off, but right. you know, I think for playoff time, uh, they they really need to, you know, get get prepared and be ready to play for four quarters. But once they do yeah. get the ball rolling, I mean, they they it's fun to watch. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I think that's why Coach Haddock's kind of put that Douglas game or a competitive game at the end of the season because he kind of knows how his season plays out so having that key test the last game of the season or the game before really really sees he, it lets him know where they're at at the end of the year yeah and, and something worth noting here before we move on i mean you know we talked about lincoln you know two and zero in the district going into the bowl game but they still got an opportunity to play this week for a, for a home playoff game so i yeah. mean there's still a lot on the table for lincoln and you know and and, and they're still you know, there's still some opportunity there for them, and, and they, I still think they've got an exciting football team that hasn't hit full stride yet. I know they've been hit by the injury bug for, you know, several with several kids throughout the season. But if they could, if the stars could align, Lincoln is is beyond capable of, of, of winning the football game coming up this week. Well, Rockcastle also defeated McCurry Central this week, 42 to 12. Somerset ended up defeating Danville, 50 to 7. Southwestern defeated South Laurel, 63 to 14. And Wayne County defeated Russell County forty-four to twenty-three. Now, if I'm not mistaken, Chris, does that pretty much puts Wayne County the number four overall? I believe that, now in the district. Yes, yes, that puts Wayne County at the number four and eliminates Russell. Okay, yeah. So, and and that's the, I was always confused about that five-team district. So that eliminates Russell County. So that'll actually wrap up our high school recap for this week. Um, now let's jump to this week's high school football preview. So we're going to start out with our highlight game of the week. Now we're going to Southwestern, going to watch Southwestern and Pulaski County. Um, you know, this Kenny interviewed Coach Hines and Coach Foley this week on uh, the, his first ever coaches show. So uh, that got released today. So Coach Hines talked a little bit about, you know, what's going to happen, uh, you know, against Southwestern and his youth program. And, and something interesting that I didn't know was they're actually doing a, a youth football game as well, just like you guys did there, uh, Chris, at Death Valley. They're doing a youth football game there as well, you know, before the Pulaski Southwestern showdown. So uh, I think we're going down there early to, to get capture some of that as well. And, you know, it's always good, Zach, to see a lot of, you know, our youth football uh, kids, you know, being able to be on like an actual high school football field, you know, prime time pretty much, as you like to say. Yeah, I mean, you're starting them out young because, I mean, like we talked about with Kenny and Chris and what they had going on with at Lincoln and stuff, I mean, 
you know, those kids that are getting that opportunity now are the kids that we'll be talking about on this show down the road. So it's, it's always good to, you know, get them started young and, and know what they're growing into and give them that, give them that spotlight, but, and, and, and something cool that they're doing. And I, I'd like to see more places do the same. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, I know coach Hines talked to Kenny on the, on the podcast about, you know, how, how young his core has been. And I know you mentioned about how them, you know, they're being so young, but you know, the Southwestern Pulaski, it's always been, it doesn't matter if they're young or if they're not there. It's always going to be a competitive game, no matter what. And it's always you know, a robbery game. So, you know, that's uh what do you take on Southwestern versus Pulaski County? Well, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be just as, just as close as the East West game. I, I, I would, I, if I was a guessing man, um, but saying that going back the last three, four, going back the last four years, Southwestern has owned mm-hmm. the matchup, um, you know, beating them last year, 31, 20, going back to 2021, 20, 27 to tw- uh, seven, and then 42 to 14. And then thirty-five to fourteen. So we got to go all the way back to twenty twenty before Pulaski has beat them. Uh, yeah. I I think there's more, you know just like the East West game. There's more at stake. There's more pride. Yeah. There's more. There's it's just it's almost like playing a state championship to some of those kids. You know, it just means more to beat your cross town rivals. So yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a very close game. Um. I wish I could go, but unfortunately, I'm on Bit Lincoln County game. <laughs> you know, Zach, I wanna I'm gonna go back this real quick. I forgot to mention this earlier. Your guarantee of the week again happened. <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a huge gamble, but it was something that I was that I was rooting for because I wanted to see that I, I, that's exciting for that kid. And uh, you know, but it's um, I think it's I'm, I might be three and three for three the last three weeks. So and I'm already drumming up my, my guarantee of the week for this week. So and I think I found another one. Hopefully, I'll go four for the last four. But oh, geez, well, I don't know. I don't know how you come up with your guarantees a week, but I, I like to have some of that medicine. So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, some other games that's happening this week. Breathitt County is at Danville. East Jessman is going to uh, Montgomery County. Taylor County travels to Lincoln County. West Jessman travels to Madison Southern. Marion County is at Casey County. Uh, Adair is at McCurry Central. Mercer travels to Garrett. Rockcastle travels to Knox Central. Somerset's at Leslie, and Wayne County is at Boyle. So, um, you know, I think we're going to have some interesting matchups here, and, you know, especially, you know, of course, the, the district between Wayne and Boyle. And I think the another game that's probably going to be um, a game to watch, uh, so to speak, is Mercer County and Garrett County. You know, I think uh, I think Garrett County might have a chance to end up winning that game. I, I'm, you know, Mercer's obviously going to be favored in that, but that's my low key game of the week. You know, I know Pulaski and Southwestern deservingly is, but you know, I'm telling you, this Garrett's got going the got the ball going the right direction. Coach Crutchfield's got the got the, and I'm. I know that's probably going to be one of our pick'em games, so I got I probably need to be getting my score prediction ready for that. <laughs> I don't know that yet, but you know that's like I say, that's my low key game of the week. You know, Garrett and Mercer playing for a district championship, and, and like we talked about, hats off to Garrett. They have locked in a home playoff game for the first time in a while, and they're still, you know, got another chance here to to put another notch in their hat and, and win a district. But it's no, not going to be an easy task with Coach East and the Titans. 
Well, let's let's talk about these pickup games right before we uh, well before we jump to something that I think we should talk about a little bit more in depth. But let, let's start out with some other pickup games. Um, let's start out with that Garrett Mercer kind of game to be on a pickup games. I'm gonna let you go, Chris, first. Or what do you think is gonna right. happen in that game and who's gonna win? I'm gonna pick the shock. I'm gonna go with Garrett County. Um, I think with uh, Spencer's got a lot of film uh, to watch him and Coach Hester and. Um, Coach Centers and a few other guys over there, you know, they got the, the Garrett uh, Casey game to watch, and they also got the Garrett Mercer or the Casey Mercer game to watch. So you give those uh, those coaches right there enough film to watch, and they can put together a game plan. I I think I think they're going to hang around. Mercer's going to overlook them a little bit to say. Mm-hmm. And Garrett's going to Garrett's going to hit them in the mouth a few times, and I don't know if Mercer County can how they'll react to some a game like that. So I'm just picking Garrett to win by a field goal. So ooh, by a field goal, by nice. field goal. How, how many yard field goal? You going you you brave enough to say it? <laughs> I'm gonna say within twenty. <laughs> All right, Zach, your turn. I I you know. With everything, Garrett, they are going the right direction, but I do think at the end of the day, Thaddeus Mays is probably too much. But Garrett hangs around at home, and I think Mercer pulls away late, probably a 13, 14-point win um, for Mercer. But, you know, and you know, I'm not saying Garrett can't win, but I am going to take Mercer in this one. I'm going to ride the Garrett County uh, Golden Lion train on this one, and I think Garrett County ends up winning this game. Um, I think it'll be a close game, but I think Garrett County does end up winning on their home field there and, and continue that momentum going to as they head the last week of the, uh, the regular season. So um, let's jump to our second game. So let's use this as our highlight game of the week. So, Zach, I'm going to start with you. Southwestern Warriors and Pulaski County Maroons. What's going to happen and who wins? Throw the records out the window. Um, same like we talked about, east and west didn't matter. It was a dog fight to the end. I just think at this point in time, Coach Foley and the Warriors are, are going to – their ground game is going to be a little much for Pulaski. Uh, as Lee Corso always says, closer than the experts think. But I do think Southwestern is going to win. Uh, uh, it'll be less than 10 points is my prediction. Um, I, I don't have a score, but Southwestern is just too much right now at this time of year. Chris? I'm, I'm going to have to agree. Uh, you know, I've, I've – I hate to pick against Coach Hines, but, you know, um, they're just too young right now. They've had a lot of growing pains this year. Um, I see the the ground game being a little too much. Um, I see Southwestern winning by 14. Southwestern by 14. I I agree with you guys on this one. I I think, uh, you know, I haven't seen Plasky play this year, but I do know, you know, I've seen Southwestern play twice. Um I just think, you know, I think Southwestern is is rolling right now. I think they're, you know, I think they're just a little bit too much for Pulaski. But, you know, something interesting I want to see is is how they're going to do without, you know, Colin Burton. So, um, and I know last week they played without him. But uh, I'm just kind of interested to see what their, what their, you know, what their strategy is going to be like, uh, you know, playing in a, in a more tougher environment, which I think will be end up being a tougher environment. So, you know, I'm kind of interested to see how that, how that will play out. But um, let's make our third pick em game. So I'm trying to pick a game, actually, that uh, we don't typically always um, 
pick a Boyle and what and Lincoln County game. So I'm going through all the games here to list. Let's let's the, let's go to Marion County at Casey County. So Zach, you start first. Marion County at Casey County. Who wins? Casey County. Um, you know, Marion County's having probably one of the best seasons that they've had in quite some time, but Casey just too much. Um, I'm gonna take Casey County in this one by 24. Oof, 24. Chris, yeah. can you beat that one? Nah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to say they're going to win by more. I mean, Casey County's coming running off clock. back-to-back, back-to-back losses. I, I'm not going to say it's going to be a running clock, but I, I think at least three touchdowns or more. Um, I think I think Levi's going to get the offensive de- – and uh, they're going to get their offensive defense running, and they're not going to look back. They may put some guys in late, but they're going to try to get back on track this week and try to get, get ready for uh, – who they got there? Rockcastle last game of the season. Yep. So they're 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 going to try to get they're going to try to get everything prepared Friday night against Marion County. I think they're just a little too much for them. So I I think three touchdowns or more. Ooh, three touchdowns. Nice. All right, Zach. It's time for your for your uh, your famous and and most well known guarantee of the week. So what's well, your guarantee what of the week? What this I've been week? doing is I go back and go to our highlight game of the week. And I pick something that I think will happen within that game. Um, and we've talked about, you know, the the run game for Southwestern. Um, and without uh, Southwestern's quarterback, Colin Burton, I think it's a healthy dose of Christian Walden. My prediction of the week, he runs for 150-plus and two or more scores. That's a big tough one for Waldo. Well, uh, I'm riding his back. I think, you know, without the quarterback, you know, somebody's got to – he's going to carry a big load. And and like I say, I think the run game for Southwestern is too much. So, he goes for 150-plus and two or more scores. All right, let's see if it it ends up working this week. Chris, you got one for this week? Yeah, I got one. And and it's going to be – and if if they fail me, it's going to be the last time I ever (laughs) – but my guarantee of the week is Danville's going to get their first win. Against Breathitt Breath County. County. I, Ooh. I believe they're finally going to hit the win streak against Breathitt. Um, you know, three and five team going up against a, you know, zero and six, zero and seventeen. But I think Danville's they they're showing sparks here and there, but they just can't. You know, they've just run into some guys like Somerset um, and some other teams. You know, I'm just I'm really hoping that Danville gets my guarantee of the week is going to be Danville's going to get their first win this Friday night. All right, everybody, you heard it right there. The Admirals are going to get their first win against Breathitt County. So we'll see if that works out. But all right, guys, that wraps. That's going to wrap up this week's uh, uh, football preview show. So something that we're going to start doing over the next two to three weeks as we're leading into uh, our playoffs and and going into playoffs is we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of the current RPIs in each of the classes now. And all of our teams, Class 2A, 3A, 4A, and 5A, is everybody that's represented in our area. So, um, Zach, you, I'm going to go over the the, first, the KHSA's rules on, on the football playoff scenarios and how it works. So, correct me if I'm wrong on some of these. Mm-hmm. But, uh, number one, the RPI ends and locks in after the regular season. So, after week 11 – that is the end of RPI. So RPIs will not go drop or RPIs will not increase. Is that correct? Correct. At that time, they are done. They are set in stone and it is what it is. 
Right. So, and and then round one and round two becomes cross districts in in the football playoffs. So that means like round district one and two, three and four, five and six, and seven and eight are paired together in round one and two. Yes. Yes. One verse four uh, under your sister district, two verse right. three, two three verse, three verse three. two, and you know, on down the line. Right. And then when you get to each pod will advance two teams into round three. So pretty much in round three, you'll get West fourth left with the RPI team one at West and then, you know, West uh, or East one and four, and then, you know, East two and three run in round four and then round or that was that right? Around three. That's in yeah. round three. Yes. Yeah. Round yeah, three. Okay. You got your, you got your East and your West RPIs ranks. Right. God, this is, this stuff is so confusing. And then, of course, round four, you get your top remaining RPI and one and four, two and three matching up, and then you get your state championship final. So, yes. So, yeah, RPI gets so confusing when it comes to it. So, so let's start with Class Two A. So, I know in our current RPI right now in summer, Somerset is sixth in Class Two A RPI. They're setting at six and two with .6533 RPI. Now, I think there's a big separation when I look at it between five and six when it comes to the RPI. So I'm not for sure, you know, if Somerset has left, if they can get anything higher than six RPI right now. Um, but, you know, I think Somerset has still has one district game to play. They play Leslie County, but it looks like that they wrap up the number one seed. Is that right, Chris? Danville or, or that, Somerset? Somerset, yes. Somerset should wrap up the one seed in that district. Yes, should should wrap up the district championship. Okay. And then Danville sets at number 30, of course. Uh, you know, the biggest story here to me would be is, you know, who's Danville end up going to be playing the first round of the sister district, which is likely uh, Beachwood. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that right there would be, you know, uh, Danville's likely round one matchup there, Zach, if they ended up matching it together. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that would probably put an end to the Admiral season. But if Chris's guarantee of the week does come true, you right, know, they, they could bump them to the three spot, and that would put them. Uh, looks like at Carroll County at this point in time. So, you never know. But if it's at Beachwood, I mean, that I mean, you talk about a historic, big time history matchup between two powerhouse schools. But unfortunately, just not Danville's year to go into that. But you never know. Yeah, and currently, right now, Somerset has the one seed. Leslie County is the two seed. Breathitt County is the three seed, and Danville is, of course, the four seed. That's in districts. Uh, that's in their district six. Now, district five, which is their sister district, Beachwood is the one, Carroll County is the two, Bracken's the three, and Owen is the four currently at the moment. So uh, that's where the, the Beachwood Danville matchup would end up coming because it's cross uh, sister district crossover. So yep. um, let's move to class 3A now. Class 3A, uh, Mercer County sits at number five with .7006. Rockcastle County sits at number at seven with 0.653. Casey County is at 22 with 0.529. Garrett County is at 24 with 0.489. And McCurry Central sits at 35 with 0.3312. Um, you know, I, I look for Mercer and Rockcastle, I think, is a solid in, in this class. Um, but of course, you know, in, in Mercer, Garrett, and Casey are all district together in District 4. There, along with Marion County, so and Mercer County right now, Zach is is sitting at the one seed right there. And I think you know, like you talked about, 
Mercer and Gary, they're sitting at the one and two. You know, that that could be a difference between, you know, who else moves up there. Yeah, and you, you want to talk about sister districting. Um, <laughs> District 4 with Mercer, Garrett, Casey, and Lincoln, there are no favors because uh, their sister district has the one and two is a Christian Academy, Louisville, and Louisville Central. And, yeah. you know, that probably two top four teams, two top five teams in, in the whole class. So you definitely want to steer clear of, you know, it, it, but that's going to be a tough road through the playoffs for, for you know, the Mercer, Garrett, Casey district for sure. And, and you know, that's, that's just – that's a tough sister district. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, and, Chris, you look at Mercer's, you know, first-round opponent would be LaRue County if it stood today. You know, but Garrett County's potential first-round opponent would end up being – uh, E-Town, but Casey County would have to go to Cal. <laughs> yeah, Casey County ain't getting no favors there. C- to me, Cal's probably the best uh, matchup on that. Uh, uh, LaRue, Mercer should be able to handle LaRue pretty easily, but E-Town, E-Town's one of them teams that you just don't know about. I mean, it's, um, you know, Garrett County's got their hands full. Well, and, and real possible matchup. I think Casey would put them at Louisville Central. That'd be the three seed going to the op- opposing two, and that's still no no slouch. I know they're three and five. They play a tough schedule, and they got a young man running back, Cortez Stone, who's probably one of the best in the state. So, not an easy task for for Casey going on the road. So, just just tough any way you shake it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see um, you know how these how these you know matchups play out over the next two weeks. You know as I'm I'm just interesting to see how 4A plays out, but let's I'm going to jump past 4A just a second because I know there's a lot more in depth that we can talk about with that. But let's go to Class 5A real quick. Um, in Class 5A right now as well, the RPI ranking set: Southwestern's at five, uh, West Jessman is at 11, Plasky's at 22, and East Jessman is 38th. So it looks like right now West Jessman is number one in their district seven. Uh, with Madison Southern at two, Montgomery County three, and East at four. And in District 8 in that same class, Southwestern's one, North Laurel two, Plasky three, and Harlan four. So, you know, it looks like right now, um, you know, Southwestern's pretty much got their uh, district settled. So they will end up being the one out of that district. But well, if they lose to Pulaski, that would be that, three, that, that's three right. and one. So you, That's right. Yeah, that's right. We get into tiebreakers and stuff. And how does those tiebreakers work? I know you're more familiar with that, Zach. Uh, to be, it, it's like your opponents and common opponents. There, there's a whole lot that goes into that. Let's just hope we don't have to do that. But, <laughs> but, and I don't want to speak on it because I, I, I'm familiar with it, but I'm not 100% for sure with it. So I'm not going to talk about that. But uh, Southwestern is going to be favored this weekend. And if they take care of business, it, it should handle itself with Southwestern 1, North Laurel, Laurel 2, Pulaski 3, and Harlan at 4. Right. Well, let's go to 4A now. So the current RPI rankings right now with 4A, Franklin County is one with .78195, and I have to go that far. <laughs> uh, Covecath is at two with .78109. Uh, Paducah Tillman third with .77. Boyle at four with .74. Ashland at five with .74. And Corbin .735. And then, of course, some other 12th region teams. Wayne County's at 19th with 0.55, and Lincoln County's at 27th with 0.51. So 
let's talk about this for here just a little bit. So, you know, the current district standings for, for District 7 here with Boyle. Boyle's at one, Taylor's at two currently. Lincoln is at three, Wayne is at four, and Russell is at five. Now, Taylor and Lincoln County both play together, play this week. The winner of that game will end up being the two seed. Is that right, Chris? Yes. Which okay. you know, would be is big for both programs. Right. So that would end that would mean the hosting that would end up being pretty much the winner of that game will end up hosting the playoff game. Yes. Okay. And then District Eight is also in that Corbin's one, Whitley County two, Perry County Central three, and Letcher County Central four. So um you know, potentially there in Class 4A, we got a lot of moving parts that could end up happening over the next two weeks. Um, but, you know, one of the biggest things there, of course, we talk about is, is Lincoln and Taylor. You know, one of those teams are going to end up hosting that first round is going to be pretty huge for them as well. So um, something I want to end on before we end this podcast, I want you guys to get your intake on this as well. Um, I come up with about three teams that I think will make a deep playoff run. Now, I know, you know, every team is going to end up making the playoffs you know, the first round of the week. But three teams who you guys think can make a deep playoff run, and I'll tell you my three, and then we'll talk about, you know, the potential you know, matchups that can end up happening with that. So, Zach, who's three teams, you know, this week that you think could end up making a deep playoff run? You know, and I know Boyle's going to be one of them. So let's take let's take two more. Who's the other two who you think could make a deep playoff run? It's It's got to be Southwestern um, would be our next for 12th region team that I think has the best opportunity. Um, it's no secret. I think 5A as a whole is, is, is down a little bit, um, not top to bottom what it has been. Um, but in their style of play is, is for some schools, can you know, it, it's, it's tough to compete with if things go south, if Southwestern can get going early. Um, I, I think Southwestern is one of those. Mm-hmm. And, you know, on the flip side of that, um, you know, as, as solid as a season as Mercer's having, you know, it's, you know, that's, I think they're a team that has the capability of, and, and you know, they're the obvious answer there. Um, but the team that I'm going to mention that I think has a chance to hang around a while in the playoffs just because they've surprised me this year is Rockcastle, um, just for a, a make a, a pretty deep run in 3A. So um, those are those are the teams that I feel that can, and I'll let Chris, I'll shut up and let Chris, you know, elaborate on what he's saying. I, listen, I, 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 I totally agree because outside of those – four teams you just mentioned, I don't see any other 12th region team really making a deep run. Um, if you had to throw another one in there, could West Jasmine make a run? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, but I think, I think Rock Castle's Rock Castle's that team right there with Mercer County at that top three that can make a run. Uh, but the only other team that I would be kind of wanting to watch is just see what West Jasmine could do. Yeah. So, but I agree. Southwestern and Boyle are your two clear favorites. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it could be a toss-up with Mercer County or Rockcastle on who could make the deepest run. Um, you you look at schedules, who they play, kind of the style, and you know, it's it, it's kind of who who they get matched up with. So yeah, anything could happen. You know, but those are those are my four teams that I'm kind of looking at. Yeah, and I know Boyle and Southwestern. They were also on on the two that I mentioned, and, but I think I think West is my other, my third team. Um, let's talk about you know West first. So, first round potential for West Jesmond if they were to make a deep playoff run would be South Laurel would be their first round matchup potentially. Uh, now, Harlan, 
Harlan. Harlan, Harlan, Harlan County. County. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it looks like South South because they've already lost. It looks like they're host Harlan, which would be a very okay. terrible game, I think, and right now for, for West. So, okay, South Laurel. Okay, so I had South Laurel, Harlan. So I, I was trying to figure out who ended up being that. Yeah, it's a five. That team last one, I think. So. The five team district. Yeah, so so Harlan County would end up with that first round. Then would they end up second round potentially would possibly be Pulaski County. Um, you know who some other teams in that second round potentially that they could end up matching with. Uh, Zach, who you think would they? I, I was coming up with Pulaski County. Um, I'm not sure. Um, it depends on how the district shakes out. Um, you know. And then, then the RPI would kick in if they can, you know, be right. fortunate enough to make it uh, to the third round, um, which know, would end up being Highlands probably in that third round, and then yeah. you'd end up matching up with either Scott County in the fourth or maybe yeah, South Warren in the that's, state championship. That's so. I mean, hats <laughs> off the West. That I've I've beat my crow. I've doubted them for all year, but they're sitting at six and two, two and zero in the district, um, and you know, got a chance to win a district championship this weekend with against Madison Southern. So. Um, you know, and I, they, I think they do get a win in the playoffs when they play Harlan County and, you know, and then at that point, it looks like, um, looks like it would be probably North Laurel, uh, that would be the two seed of that district. If they could win that game, um, mm-hmm. I think North you know, wins their opening round and then would go to West in second round and North, North's a solid football team. So, you know, it, it, it you know, tough road for West after round one. Yeah, and then Southwestern as well. You know, that's another team that I had that could potentially make a, a deep playoff run. You know, they're, they're pretty much likely potential scenarios would be East Jessman. Um, teams of like Highlands, Scott County, or, you know, even South Warren. So they would end up being – those would be the route to them going to the state championship game. So I know luckily the past two years they've had to meet Frederick Douglass in the uh, semifinals. So luckily they don't have to match up with them this year. So, uh, but that's potentially Southwestern has a chance to go deep, you know, in 5A and, uh, but, you know, Scott County and, and South Warren are sitting there at maybe the yeah. second, third and fourth round. Yeah. Just cause they're not getting matched up with Franklin Davis don't mean it's getting any easier. They're, they're still tough opponents. So. So the third team, Boyle County. So let's talk about this a little bit because I saw something today that was pretty interesting. So Boyle County's first-round matchup would probably be Letcher County Central, if I'm not mistaken. That would probably end up being their first, um, their first-round opponent, uh, or then maybe uh, Perry County Central. But I one believe it's Letcher County Central. Pretty solid, yeah. pretty solid guess on one of the two there. Yeah. And then you're looking at possibly second round, either having Taylor County maybe or even Whitley County. Um, but the third round is what's going to be pretty interesting because there's some something I saw today that was interesting. If Ashland and, Ashland and Simon Kenton play next week or the week after, and if Simon Kenton was to win that game, Ashland could be moved to the fourth in RPI. Now – the way we see it here from the beginning, I believe right now Ashland is three and Boyle is four. So if the RPA ends up going to that route in that third round matchup, you could possibly see Corbin and Boyle playing each other in that third round potentially. It's possible, but uh, something to, that's worth noting, uh, you got Ashland Blazer and Johnson Central playing for uh, district championship this week. So, you know, I know Johnson Central was not having, you know, a year that's, common for them at this time. I mean, they're six and three and played some solid football, but you know, it's not a given that Ashland wins that game and that could, you know, hurt Blazer and Ashland Blazer in the 
RPI there, but right. it's be interesting to see how it all shakes out. But if Corbin and Bull do link up in round three, you talk about some fireworks for sure. But it's it's possible that you know how the RPI plays out that Bull could be at Ashland that week. So you never yeah. know. And that would put uh, I think Corbin in round three at Covington Cavs. Cub Cavs. That's yep. some high profile games early on in the playoffs. <laughs> Yeah, Chris, is there is there potential that, you know, looking at Corbin's RPI, is the potential for them to move higher than Boyle to be to get there, even with that Frederick Douglass matchup? I, I don't think so. I think it depends on what happens. I think if Frederick Douglass beats Bull County, mm-hmm. then then they may move up with beating Frederick Douglass. Um, so I think that game's at stake. Uh what's hurting what's hurting uh Corbin is that no game in the Garrett County Bowl. Yeah, and I think getting, they're not getting any points from. Right. And I think you mentioned that even in week three or week two when this happened, that you know, this could end up counting Corbin or haunting Corbin uh, towards yeah. the end. And, and look at it, look what we're saying right now. And putting them on the road instead of playing at home. So, exactly. So, you know, I, I think I think we got some we got the Ashland game to watch and we actually got the yep. Bulls Frederick Douglas game to watch. Uh both those games could play out and could shake up a lot of things. Yeah. And and to round out, you know, if that was the happen scenario, you know, fourth round would be Paducah Tillman and then of course maybe even this Franklin County State Championship route. So but like the like I said, I think four A right now is probably has the most uh the most movement that could happen. So uh, when it comes to all of our classes in our region team. So um, it's going to be pretty interesting to watch over the next two weeks, and, and it's going to be games that, you know, could make an impact on, on our 12th region teams. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of our podcast. And, uh, man, this is probably going to be like a 45-minute podcast, but uh, appreciate you guys for staying up here late listening to us, and we didn't get to hear dogs bark tonight. Hey, <laughs> made that happen. You all are welcome. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, guys, thanks for coming on here and joining us, talking to us a little bit more about this week. And, and we look forward to talking next week as we wrap up. And we're about to start, actually, next week when we start, we're about to start the last week of high school football. So we'll know a lot more about how these classes are going to play out uh, for potential playoff scenarios. So, Chris, Zach, I appreciate you guys coming on here and, and look forward to talking to you next week. See you next week. Hey guys, make sure that you check out our nightly scoreboards on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram brought to you by Stuart Powell, Ford Mazda of Danville, Kentucky. And also weekly, our offensive and defensive players of the week brought to you by Amy Hazlett Insurance Agency out of Danville as well. Guys, stay up to date. Twelfth Region Sports is brought to you by Snowy Shaved Ice. Call Snowy today, the official shaved ice of Twelfth Region Sports. 772-563-8711. D&D HVAC. All your heating and cooling needs. 901-623-0872. J&J Septic Service. Tank pumping and repairs. Call Nick today, 606-669-1615. Danville Bolarama. My Town Realty, 
25 years of experience. If you're looking to buy or sell, call Yolanda today, 606-510-2050. Dog Watch Hidden Fences, 859-265-1250. 101 Business Solutions in Harrodsburg, Kentucky. And a Grippo's near you.